You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. podcast the english-speaking podcast about all things atleti finally back for the uh, new season and uh, it's been about eight thousand years since we last recorded an episode together me and manuel uh, i mean at least it felt like it but here we are uh, finally back and stay tuned for many more episodes uh, in the um- upcoming weeks emmanuel uh, how are you doing well i'm doing good at that I'm not so sure you are doing good. So how was your exams while you were away? Went very well, thankfully. I mean, uh, it did take a lot of effort, but hey, at least it passed, and uh, so did I. So um, uh, how excited are you uh, on a scale of 1 to 10 for the new season? Well, given what I saw at the Getafe game, I would just say 5, given I'm sitting on the first, I'm like a neutral, so... Don't want to get carried away, but also want to stay optimistic. Well, a bit underwhelming, but well, we're here to discuss it. Uh, so let's start uh, right from there. Uh, tell us your thoughts about the Getafe game. Well, the, the Getafe game was kind of a replica of what we have seen in preseason. Given Aliti tried to have more of the ball, even though it was tough after Aliti scored the first goal because in the first in the opening minutes of the game Aliti kind of 
when quick dynamic attacking football trying to get an early goal as Cholo always wants his team to. But after the first goal, which was really, really nice because you kind of have you have Savage winning. Um, Savage, excuse me, Savage was kind of responsible for Moyaral because each time Moyaral receives his back to goal, you have this, you have Savage behind him. So Savage is kind of like the one in charge of Moyara during the first half. And before Moyara received the ball, you have kind of players approaching him and he had received the ball with no option but seeing three or four players in red around him and that was kind of great because I was expecting, well, Aleti are pressing high and they have just won the ball and then you have a quick combination play between Felix, Saul and Morata's course. And which that goal was very nice given Morata took it earlier and it was kind of a surprise for Soria. But I think if Soria had been a little bit closer to his goal, he would have easily saved that because I think that was the issue in this Christmas goal. But going to the talking about more about the game, after Aleti scored, Aleti kind of sat deep and you're like, wow, we are back to the classic one news because Getafe kind of created a lot of problems for Aleti, especially down the right side, which was where Saul was. Aleti faced difficulties in stopping crosses from one Iglesias and getting into the box, which proved so difficult to deal with because they were, I think, all over the game, throughout the game, you had six successful crosses from Iglesias and they were three in the first half, which really stood out. You have the first, which fell to Unal and was just over the crossbar and you have the second across the first of goal and then you have the third, which Molina kind of failed to clear and that was maybe the only instance where he was cornering and Moyara shot bounce on the top and hit the top of the crossbar. But apart from that, I think Aleti did really well. And one of the things which was outstanding was the build-up because you have Vittel facilitating that. And then you also have Renido, who is much improved in possession. And Oblak is kind of adapting because he had to look for options and not just go long all the time, which was also amazing. And Talking about um, how Aleti approached the game in terms of being defined in the middle third, you have, I think Savish have a new role, which I saw against Getafe was really interesting because he's in charge of covering up for Laurenti and Molina on the right because both of them linked up very well within the game, even though they are things to improve, but it was nice seeing that. And Savish kind of switched long balls to pick out the players on the underloaded side, which was the left-hand side, and at times he picked out Felix and Saul were offside, which was kind of a letdown because they were in good position to have held their runs and they were kind of excited where it's the beginning of the season that was expected, but that was really nice. A lot of players have roles which I think are new, but which I think is also good for the balance of the team because you kind of have a lady playing from the back and when they're in the middle third or maybe in their oppositions, Attacking third or the pushers final third, you have kind of a three, two, five with Felix and Laurenti operating in the half spaces that's the interior, and then you have the wing backs providing with, and now you have a double pivot of Lima and Koke. And that was what we saw in preseason, which was really great because you have those two in, those are two players who offer two different things to the squad. You have Koke with his, he's securing with the ball and his passing is really great, and you have Lima who carries the ball from deep into the final third, which was really great. And, and I tweeted that in preseason, which saying that you have Lima kind of having that free player role, 
where he's able to drop deep and get the ball into attacking areas where Alex can cause, cause more damage, which was really, really nice. Overall, I think it was a good start of the season for Alex, apart from a few scares in the first half and also in the second half. But I'm really happy with the performance and well, Villera would be a good test to maybe see some of the things I noted tactically, which I think that would be something we should be coming new to the purport where we kind of try to analyze Alexi games and then post using short videos on the account. Well, um, so that was an, an overall uh, sum of the game, but uh, let's start discussing players individually, uh, starting with the man of the hour himself, Morata. Uh, so, Atleti, I mean, there were mixed reports about whether they wanted to sell him or not. Juventus were pushing, Atleti held their position that they wanted the 35 million paid. Um, and there were, you know, some reports about, you know, Simeone maybe wanting uh, to keep him, Allegri pushing uh, on the Juventus sport to get him. Uh, and recently, uh, United, uh, Manchester United uh, being linked with him and trying to sign him as well. Uh, but it does seem like Morata is here to stay. And uh, recently, we saw a Morata that we haven't really seen before a hat-trick against Juventus and now a brace against Getafe. Um, so, I mean, who is this guy? Is this the same Morata we sent out on loan two years ago? Is this just a, uh, a false image uh, for uh, Atleti to keep him and then after the transfer window closes we co go back to the same old Morata? Or is this a sign of things to come? Is Morata finally maturing and improving his uh, his decision-making, his positioning and his finishing? Well, Atta, when you send players out on loan is for one reason and that's for them to improve but sadly that's not, that was not the case with Morata because he was kind of approaching his 30s and a little way trying to get him off the books but well, he came back inspired and he looks like he's happy in Madrid and a more better version of Morata. I think he has said so many times that he's comfortable in Aleti and he's, he was like his, boy, his boyhood club. So many people kind of doubted that, but I think, well, we are seeing Morata happy and positive about his form. Well, like you said, he's getting matured. Well, he's in the 30s now and I think in football, he's becoming something of a normal strikers where they kind of approach their 30s and we are seeing a better version of them where we are seeing Benzema, there's now Lewandowski who was so outstanding when he arrived his 30s at that thing, that's when he joined Bayern Munich and now he's playing for Barcelona. So, well, we have Benzema, we now have Lewandowski and also now Aleti has Morata and both of them are kind of saying, showing their prime form. But well, that of Morata is just the start. Well, I think Sam posted a, posted a thread about Morata today on his Twitter page where he talked about his influence and his recent form but then what caught my attention on the trade was the fact that he talked about morata having what we call a purple patch because you have he scored he scored 18 goals in the 2019-20 season but the issue was seven of those goals came within with in consecutive games and after that that spell he has he had six games without scoring so that's kind of an issue for him finding that consistency because you have spells where he's outstanding and then you have those where he's really bad. That's Morata's issue. Then that's down to him missing so many chances. But now he has come to an elite team, which I think is different from the one he 
he, he left because Suarez kind of impacted the way Aleti play. Aleti are playing a little bit more expansive and that's thanks to the talent they have brought in and especially Joao Felix. So with Morata, I think if you have someone who is constantly creating chances for him, then I think that would be great because look at some of the finishes, they are really, really top class. So I don't think he's kind of giving us a fake image of after the windows closes and we see different Morata. But I think the best of Morata comes when he plays along someone else. And it seems Cholo has realized that and he's kind of maybe using Morata to bring the best out of Felix. And that's that would be fantastic for everyone because we have someone who is scoring the goals now and then we have Felix who is being his best form. So... Concerning Morata, it is left. We have the season just started, so it's tough to come to conclusions. But well, I think I'm waiting on the high train for Morata winning Pichichi this season. I'm sure I'm not alone. Well, I'm not getting my hopes that uh, you know th- this up. Uh, well, I was joking. Yeah, just joking. <laughs> yeah I mean, you start with the Pichichi, and then uh, it'll be the Ballon d'Or in about a month, uh, assuming he keeps this form up, of course. Uh, so yeah, I definitely wouldn't be upset uh, if Morata has a Benzema-like redemption. I'm not expecting it, but hey, uh, baby steps. Uh, moving on to another player that was uh, uh, that spent last season on loan, and it's Saul. Uh, he he left uh, ch- he left for Chelsea uh, because he uh, didn't want to play. Uh, as a left wing back, uh, he had a a bit of an, an argument with Cholo uh, about uh, the position he wants to play. He wanted to play in in, cent- in the in central midfield. Uh, Simeone preferred playing him uh, as a left wing back, and uh, that that's why he wanted to leave. Uh, he went to Chelsea, uh, didn't get a proper chance there. Now returns and plays, ironically, as a left wing back, but. It was a sublime performance from Saul, uh, very involved uh, in attack, very solid defensively, uh, wasn't afraid to dribble and uh, involved in the first goal. Uh, so uh, what do you think about this new role for Saul? And uh, it seems like, uh, according to reports, that he's happy with his new position now, uh, playing, uh, you know, listening to Cholo uh, more uh, more easily and uh, you know happy to play as a left wing back. So, uh, do you think this is the future uh, of Saul? Uh, the the redemption uh, arc of Saul starts here as a left wing back at, at Atletico. Well, I think I'll use the example of maybe you having, I would say you have your cat, and what happens is this is good for him because maybe he's sick and he kind of know he doesn't want to eat that he wants to eat something else and. When things doesn't go for him, he then comes back and then he listens to you. I think that's kind of the case with Sao. I hope I wasn't harsh, but well, back to reality. Well, about Sao, I think Cholo prefers him at wing back for before his departure to the unknown or before he left on to Chelsea was make the most of him arriving in the box. That's the late runs we saw from Ludi last season. That was I think that was kind of Cholo's idea for Sao, but I don't think he was comfortable with because it's like we saw the best version of Saul when he was able when he was able to make late runs into the box for midfield, but now that's not possible given the profile ability of midfield and Saul has kind of been a jack of all trade master of none. So Cholo kind of found a new role for him where he arrives in the box and kind of impact the game offensively. 
and now giving Aliti a building off from the back because Aliti had more had shorter build-ups in the Getafe game than I've ever watched an Aliti team play because the kind of build-up from the back and the the shape was really interesting and Sao being someone who has played in midfield, he kind of possesses quality we can aid Aleti in building up from the back. So he kind of has two qualities at which I think Carrasco and Lodi lack, which in my opinion gives him the edge over both in certain games, especially in games where maybe Aleti are playing against a team that maybe I would say high press or a team that sits deep and maybe like Getafe or let's say in the mid block. So coming back to his role i think that's perfect for him because it kind of brings out the best in him while making use of his other qualities like him being good in possession because he would definitely be better in the build-up play and take legs know when to take risks and when not to take risks in the build-up play than say carrasco especially or Lodi. so i think him being happy with that role is good for everybody himself firstly and also the team because he kind of contributes to the team because looking at the midfield, I don't think there's any role in which he can really displace anyone from there because it looks like we have Griezmann maybe playing as a backup to Lorente on in the right interior, and then we have De Paul and Lima. So I don't think he has a space in midfield. So him being happy with that role is kind of great for both him and the club. Yeah, and personally, I mean, based on what we saw from Saul uh, in the past and, uh, of course, uh, this preseason and uh, in the Getafe game, uh, I think Saul is more suitable if uh, Atleti uh, want uh, a solid, uh, you know, le left wing back to defend uh, the left side, uh, support Ronaldo in that sense. Uh, but if they want uh, a... Uh, you know, a player to uh, aid the attack and uh, maybe relieve some of the pressure uh, from the opposing uh, opposing team, uh, then Carrasco is the man. Uh, and it's very nice to see uh, that Cholo has the those two options. You know, uh, he didn't really have, uh, you know, this luxury in, uh, in the... Uh, in the last season, uh, you, have, you do wonder what that means for Lodi. Uh, I, I don't think he'll get a lot of you know, opportunities this season, unless, of course, he steps up massively. Uh, but uh, I think it's very uh, useful for the club to have both Saul and Carrasco at the moment uh, covering the left-wing back position. Uh, moving on, uh, we talked about Morata and Saul. Now the other star of the Getafe game, uh, João Felix. Uh, he uh, didn't get on the score sheet, but he... Uh, assisted all three goals, uh, a great touch uh, to find Morata for the first goal, an absolutely wonderful assist for the second goal, uh, first, uh, you know, reading the pass very well, intercepting it, fooling the, the defender, and then playing a superb pass uh, to find Morata. Uh, I mean, not many people, uh, not many players uh, would think about playing that pass. It's probably the the hardest one he had available and yet he executed to perfection uh, found Morata in a very gr uh, great position and Morata took care of the rest uh, and of course uh, a, a it was a a counter for the third goal uh, a great pass from Witzel finds Felix he finds Griezmann and Griezmann finishes well uh, 
and uh, overall it was a very positive uh, performance from uh, Joao Felix. Uh, what what are your thoughts about you know this current uh, Felix role and what are your expectations for, for him this season? Well, firstly, at, uh, I don't want to give you the notion of Alexi maybe being only counter-attacking counter side because the third goal was from the build-up play directly and kind of created what I usually call maybe a semi-transition moment because that's not counter-attacking. That is building up from the back and bypassing the position press and then taking advantage of the space in behind them, which was fantastic. All three goals were really great goals, especially on Felix, able to receive between the lines, back to goal, take a touch, turn away from his marker and then find a pass to this man. That was fantastic. Well, about Felix, I think before the season started, he kind of made had an interview and he said, it's like, this season is going to be my season. Well, we don't know because football can be unfair. And I was like, wow, he's feeling it. And Cholo said, same, given, he said, last season, Cholo said, Felix has to get used to games given. His game is about contact. He's a player who always dribble. He's a player who always carry the ball forward. So he has to get used to the contact. And it's like he has put up his body mass has increased a bit and which that is great. And given talk, judging from the what Cholo and maybe Felix is saying, it's like both of them are, have an agreement or both of them are feeling that no, this is the time in which we are going to see a better version of Felix, maybe even better than that we saw from August to December in the title winning season. So I think for Felix, this might be his year, or I'll say this is his year because that's a fantastic start and there were moments within the game where he made runs in behind and a pass wasn't played or he asked for the boy wasn't played but we did we, we did not see that frustration that we saw two seasons ago you see him getting angry or maybe making Cholo to sob him off and you even see him putting in a challenge I think there was a challenge where he made in the first half which was really nice and he talked about the, the second goal which he intercepted the pass that was really brilliant because you have him closing Pressing that's closing the passing lane to the to the midfield, I think it was Arambari, and then he kind of spots the defender's intention and immediately intercepts the pass. I think he did that twice in the game. He did that in Alexis half, and now he we are in which he made Alena to take a yellow card because Alena had to commit a tactical foul and he also did that, which created a goal. So that game was kind of a summary of Felix, knowing that there will be moments in which he's not going to have the ball, he's going to have to help the team defensively, which he did so well being the first line of defense, knowing there will be moments in which he's going to receive the ball and he's going to have to bring out the best of his qualities. And him notice his best version of Aleti so far came when he played in the left half space that was during the title winning season where you had Lehim linking up with Lehman and Carrasco. And that was great. But now he has kind of have a different profile in Saul around him and you also have Lemasti around there. So it's kind of he has now an option that can maybe make an overlapping on and pull somebody away rather than Carrasco who always wants the ball to fit. So that kind of creates space for him to receive and do things. And his link up and everything with Morata was just amazing because it's like they have been doing this through preseason and now it's the first official game and they still do it. And we are like, wow, that's great. Well, if you ride the weekend, this weekend is kind of a tough operation. So it will be great to see how far that has gone. But the performance for Felix was just majestic. There were moments in which he, he was fouled, but you see him smiling. I think that was those were these little things that were kind of joyful to me because you are like he has finally bought into Cholismo, which was amazing. Okay, uh, I appreciate if you don't start the next question by lecturing me about what a counter attack is. Uh, but uh, another player 
that really shown uh, in the Getafe game was uh, Axel Witzel, uh, bought in the summer as a free tra uh, as a free agent. Uh, it looked like he will be the backup for Kondogbia, but now he finds himself uh, as a centre-back. Uh, and a very great one uh, at that, uh, solid defensively and uh, great at ball-playing. Uh, the ball-playing centre-back that, you know, uh, we saw Hermoso uh, play that role uh, in the title-winning season, 2020-2021. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, uh, Hermoso's form didn't last. Uh, he only played, I mean, he played brilliantly for half a season, but after that, everything just went downhill for Hermoso. Uh, it does look like Witzel, whose uh, passing has always been uh, his best feature, uh, is more than capable of uh, re uh, repeating that, uh, that uh, you know, form by, that we saw Hermoso. Uh, playing and uh, uh, I think that was very uh, obvious uh, in yesterday's match. Uh, mainly, uh, as I uh, already mentioned, a great line-breaking pass to find Felix uh, in the middle of the pitch, who then found Griezmann uh, up front, uh, who finished it very well. Uh, so, uh, question, uh, Emmanuel. Um, what, what do you think? of, uh, you know, Witzel as a ball-playing centre-back. And uh, another really important question is that uh, if this role, uh, a ball-playing centre-back, is very important for uh, Simeone, uh, what does that mean for uh, Josema when he's back uh, from injury, when he's fit? Uh, would Simeone uh, play uh, Josema back? Uh, uh, you know, straight into straight back into the lineup, or uh, will he prefer the ball playing centre back that is Witzel? You know, Ronaldo and Savage aren't gonna, are, you know, uh, have a guaranteed spot in, in the starting lineup. Beretta, you just asked two questions, and the former is kind of, I would say, easy, but the latter is tough. Well, talking about Witzel as a ball playing centre back, that's like you mentioned, he has a similar role to him also in progressing the ball. But the only difference is Witzel plays more centrally because when Aleti are building up from the back, you have kind of like a rumbus with Witzel at the top of at the top, and it's like the free man and trying his movement, trying to receive between the lines, which is great. And then he turns, and you have two characteristics of him, which made me lo love him when he was playing at at Zenit, which are carrying the ball forward or his line breaking passes, and his line breaking pass was evident for Aleti's third goal where he found. Felix. So him playing as a ball play center back is great for Aleti because you can have Aleti building up from the back and scoring goals like they did against Getafe. That's the third goal, which is very brilliant because I think that's one of the things I think Antonio's contest teams are always good at, especially against the top the top teams. Because for example, if we have someone like Witzel playing against those teams that press aggressively, I think we can make advantage of his ball playing abilities and then. On the we can then we have players who are great at attacking space. Lorente, Felix is good at receiving between the lines. You have Brisman good at attacking space. So him playing as a ball playing centre back is great for Aleti because I think since Thiago left Aleti, we have had issues with progressing the ball from deep areas, which Cholo solved in the title winning season by playing Koke as the holding midfielder, and you have Trippi on the right and him also Trippi as a right wing back and him also as the left centre back. Those kind of soft 
our progression from the bed with GPS departure and him also declining form and also Koke having tire legs. Yes, I'm being biased. So you kind of have Cholo had to sweat things and that kind of resulted in us hoping on long balls, going long all the time, which wasn't great. And as for Josema being worried, I think that's kind of an issue for him because it's his injury that has given Witzel the chance to have this opportunity and given Cholo this tactical idea, which so far has been good because even though it's just one game. But now, the issue now comes with Josema, from my, opi- my opinion, he can't just walk back into the starting eleven. Well, it's Villarreal. It depends how Cholo wants to approach the game. But given that Villarreal kind of, well, they can press a bit. Well, Witzel's ball playing my cap coming to play, but he can do that from the midfield position, but that depends on how Cholo plans to approach the game. And before we were about to record, I was just checking the injury record of both players, and you have a fantastic thread at Aleti Stats posted on their Twitter page. If you don't, do follow them because they are really great. And you have Jim Josima missing about, he missed 43% of Aleti games. That's between 2019-20 and now. You can have a first-choice centre-back who is not being available, available all the time. Yes, it's, it's true. He's very, he's good and he's outstanding defensively, though last season he had moments of lapses, but availability also counts at the top level of football. I know he has, has his own share of injuries, which he has, I think, an ACL injury at, in his previous club, which is Dortmund, but looking how he's physically good and I think he's also dealt pretty well with crosses which came into the box, but then that was Getafe, but you don't know how he does against tough opposition, so it's kind of a tough question. In my opinion, Jose Mar kind of sits on the bench and maybe work his way into the starting eleven, and we tell maybe continue with the, with what we have so far. I think in French you have on a, you have a saying on a change pal keep it going. So it's like you don't change your unity but well that depends on the on your opponent. But like I said before it all depends on how Cholo wants to approach the game. So luckily thankfully I'm not Cholo to make that decision because that's a very tough one. Uh, you referred to the uh, to the Witzel uh, recent injury. It was a, uh, an Achilles. Uh, he tore his Achilles tendon uh, in the 2020-2021 uh, season. Uh, and uh, last season, uh, it was ob- he obviously missed the rest of the season. It, it's a very nasty injury. Uh, Diego Carlos, uh, who plays for Aston Villa, uh, suffered a similar injury recently, and he'll be out for the rest of the season. Uh, so... Uh, after that, uh, it did affect, uh, you know, uh, Witzel's uh, form. Uh, last season wasn't, I mean, it wasn't very great at Dortmund. Uh, he lost, uh, you know, some of his uh, great qualities. He he no longer uh, made that many progressive runs. Uh, and, uh, you know, he lost, uh, you know, uh, a lot of his speed. Uh, but his passes obviously are still great, and uh, you know that's what uh, Simeone uh, looks to be capitalizing upon. Uh, and uh, it seems like this current role is perfect for uh, Witzel's current uh, skill set. Uh, I mean, uh, we'll have to wait and see what what uh, the future holds. But uh, so far, I'm very very happy with this signing, and you know, looking forward to seeing more of it. Um, and uh, you know an- another thing uh, about the current lineup, uh, playing three at the back, uh, three four two one, 
so it feels like there's Savage and Ronaldo uh, covering two positions. Uh, obviously, the right and left center back, and then uh, a, a, lit, a little more uh, forward, you have Witzel. And uh, it's a bit of a hybrid between a, uh, a center center back, you know, in the middle, and a defensive midfielder. So it's uh, very similar to, you know, Witzel's original position, whilst also uh, having him cover a more defensive role. Uh, so, uh, again, uh, it's uh, Simeone really finding a perfect place uh, for a new signings uh, skill set and, uh, you know, looking forward to see where, uh, to see more of that in the future. Uh, okay, uh, moving on to the next uh, signing that Atleti got in the summer, and it's uh, Molina. Uh, I mean, he wasn't... Uh, it was a good performance overall. Uh, he made the most recoveries in the match, uh, seven recoveries uh, overall. Uh, but he did look a little bit shaky at times. Uh, obviously, there's that uh, Borja Iglesias cross uh, that found uh, uh, Borja Mayoral in, in the box in the first half. Uh, it, uh, Molina misinterpreted that cross and it almost led to a Getafe equalizer. Uh, so uh, overall, uh, I mean, it's it's normal for a uh, a new signing to look at uh, shaky uh, on on their debut. Uh, there are very few players that you know uh, bought into the uh, Simeone uh, system uh, very uh, pretty much immediately. Uh, so, uh, what are your thoughts about Molina's debut, uh, Imano? Well, after we recorded, I recorded the podcast with him. Um, recorded, excuse me, I recorded the podcast on him. I was full of praise for him because what I saw against the United game, and to be honest, it's true. He kind of looked shaky, but that was when he had to defend crosses into the box because that caused now for his concentration. Because it was not just that instance; there were also instances. I think the second half from Juan Iglesias cross, and in which. He missed time, he miscalculated and he missed the header. And then you have, I think, Maximovich at the far post, but luckily he shot went wide. So there are areas to improve, but they are, like you said, they were positive because his link up Lorente was one of the positive from the game. And it's not like the TPL Lorente connection, but the house is different because you have a kind of a give and go because both of them are very good at attacking space. Both of them are powerful and they make a lot of progressive runs, which is great and like you said you have savage covering up for them on the right side so i think it's true like you said not everyone is renewed those who just walk into the starting level and you are like the world best defender so areas to improve for sure but they're positive because if you look at the one one v ones he had he kind of dealt with them well and like i mentioned in the podcast it was really great because it's like he has long legs and he knows there is a moment to time when to touch the ball and that kind of destabilize everything. But so far, so good for Molina for me. And I think he's getting used to a new level because Aletia are definitely a higher level than he was at Udinese. And this La Liga is a different league than the Serie So it's been quite a good adjustment and I'm impressed with what he has shown us so far. Very well. Uh, the last player uh, we're going to discuss uh is Griezmann. Uh, 
who now finds himself uh, as a uh, as a midfielder uh, playing as an uh, as an eight as a number eight. Uh, it looks like his uh, his new role is most similar to that of Lamar or Llorente uh, in midfield, and it does seem like uh, it suits it suits him a lot more than uh, the role he was playing last season, which was the role we are most used uh, to seeing Griezmann in uh, as a second striker. Uh, so, uh, obviously his passing uh, is still one of the best in the league. Uh, he's very great at playing through balls and creating chances. Uh, his finishing did decline massively last season. Uh, he went uh, went goalless between January and obviously the Getafe game, but he, uh, he plays the first match as a midfielder and what do you know? He scores immediately. Uh, so, what are your thoughts about this new Griezmann role? Well, um, into the um, Jeremy and the Cardona has been <laughs> on about this since preseason, saying giving Griezmann skill set we just mentioned. I think the midfield role might benefit him more than playing as a secondary striker, and that's true because you have someone who is willing to put in the shift defensively, just like Lorente would. And him playing in midfield is kind of guaranteed that he can cover defensively. We talked about his creativity and his passing. All those qualities give him, all those qualities make him fit for the role, which is good because I think in the France national team, he kind of has a say. I think he has a similar role where he plays behind Benzema and, and Mbappe. So, Jolo has done a fantastic job over the summer where maybe some of us were. Having uh, holidays, some of us were writing exams, trying to master long chemical bonds. But well, Cholo did a great job in trying to. That's fire. <laughs> Cholo did a, a great job in trying to bring out the best in all the squad he have. We have talked about him finding a role for Felix, for for Witzel, and that's kind of fantastic because that's the coach's, coach's job to look for a role that suits suits a player and brings out the best. In them that also benefits the team and this man playing in that role is good because he kind of offers something different to Lorente because with Lorente you have a guy who is very good at attacking the box and putting crosses into the box even though his crosses haven't been the great things the title winning season but with this man you have someone who can create from deep you have him maybe picking out the guy who is providing with on the far side be it Carrasco, Lodi or Saul and you also have him maybe playing through balls to pick out the runs of Morata. And then you also have him linking up. So I think he has a lot of qualities which fit, which make him fit that role. And that's great for the team because it kind of maybe reduces the options Cholo have in attack. Because at the moment, I think in Cholo's mind, we have Morata and his backup Konya. We have Felix, his backup Korea. And then in midfield now, we kind of have Lorente, his backup Griezmann. So we kind of see that. Chola has kind of looked for a way to balance the team where every player is happy and they have something that when they come to the pitch, they are able to contribute. So I like his new role and given his current form in front of goal, that's great for him. But it was also great seeing that he scored. I think that was his first league goal since November, his first goal since January. I wish he scored, I think, is it Rayo Mandahora? I hope I pronounced it right. So... It's great given he, we now have a guy who will be part of the team and now he offers something different because if you look at throughout the team, 
I think maybe except with the exception of the center back position, we have maybe two players for each position, and when each of them come on the pitch, they are able to maybe maintain what the person they are coming for does off the ball, but offer something different. That's kind of change the team dynamics, and which is fantastic. Uh, to finish the podcast, we're going to talk about the fresh news, uh, the fresh rumors uh, about Cunha being linked to Man United. Uh, reports came out yesterday that Manchester United were offering 50 million uh, for his services. Uh, and, you know, early reports seemed to indicate that, uh, you know, negotiations were uh, advanced and that Atleti were uh, open to uh, accepting such a fee. Uh, but reports came out today that uh, uh, Atleti were not actually willing to negotiate and only referred uh, Manchester United to the release clause, which apparently is higher than 80 million uh, euros. Uh, and it looks like Cunha himself uh, as well uh, rejected their offer, uh, saying he's committed to staying at Atletico Madrid and refusing uh, Manchester United advances. Uh, so, uh, obviously, great news, uh, great to still have Cunha. And uh, the the board seemed to bet on him last season uh, when uh, they missed out on signing uh, Vlahovic. Uh, he obviously had a very, very positive season uh, last year for a debut season. Uh, and it seems like he's committed to make a name for himself uh, to last in the history. Already a fan favorite and, you know, uh, dying to see what more he can offer uh, Cunha. Uh, Atletico, Atletico's current number nine. Uh, I mean, who knows, maybe we see a new Diego Costa uh, in him. Uh, so, uh, more on the uh, transfer rumors. Uh, Atleti uh, apparently uh, are thinking about not getting a backup right back after uh, you know losing Vass uh, to a a Danish club for two million euros. Uh, they seem to want uh, Orie or uh, Sentonze or uh, Bellerin. Uh, all of which w would have been really cheap options, but uh, reports came out recently that they might not get a backup uh, right back and instead just uh, rely on uh, Serhat Diaz, uh, who uh, is a, an academy right back. We saw him train with the team uh, in the uh, preseason, obviously played uh, a few games uh, in the preseason as well. Uh, and of course, there's Marcus Llorente, uh, unfortunately for him. Uh, you know, I mean, Molina just freed him from the shackles of playing as a uh, as a right wing back. But it seems like uh, if uh, you know, uh, if Simeone's hand is forced, he will uh, return Llorente to that position. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, Molina stays fit. Um, and uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see uh, if uh, Atleti do get a uh, a backup right twin back in in the uh, few days remaining of the transfer window. Uh, I mean, personally, I'd love to have Sintonze. He'd be a fantastic option. But I mean, we'll just have and see, I guess. Uh, I mean, uh, just uh, in the uh, in the last few days before the window closes, uh, Emmanuel, do you? What's the position you most hope that uh, Atleti get a player in? Well, before going to that, I would just like to say 
it's hard not to fall in love with Aleti, except you are churchy, but thank God Kunya is not churchy and he's staying at Aleti. And coming back to the position we have to fill, um, I think it's obvious, is the centre-back position, because we have four guys who have an injury record which is not the best, and we have kind of Felipe, which the club has renewed his contract, but he is not even fit to play. I'm not even... I don't even know why they did that because, in my opinion, he should have the club should have let him go and maybe sign someone else or figure out something. But the club kept him and now he's fighting for fitness. I know he has a huge fan base within the club. That is great. But well, talking about the well-being of the club, he has been really bad and it's like he's what we I think the Premier League fans call one season wonder. So. The center back uh, position is obvious. Yes. Yeah, I mean, in in fairness, uh, Felipe's uh, contract renewal. Uh, it seems like uh, Atletico didn't really, uh, you know, open negotiations. It was just a uh, a clause that. Uh, I mean, uh, when when Felipe first signed for Atletico, uh, they had uh, in the contract uh, a few. Uh, uh, you know, a few conditions that if he meets uh, his uh, contract uh, renews, him, uh, you know, uh, by itself. Uh, and it does seem like Felipe met those conditions and so Atleti didn't really have a choice. Uh, at least that's what some of the rumors uh, indicated. But, uh, I mean, that's that's been very shrouded in mystery as well as a lot of, you know, a lot of Atleti's moves this, uh, this summer. They didn't to announce a lot of the uh, heavily rumored uh, Lamar re- renewal or Black renewal. Uh, some indicate that Morata renewed his contract as well, which expires next summer. Uh, they didn't. I mean, they, uh, they didn't uh, announce that uh, Arias left the club uh, and is now a free agent. Uh, it's very weird that Atleti haven't really announced any of those things. Uh, I mean, their moves have been very shrouded in mystery. Uh, and, of course, they didn't announce that Felipe renewed either, but here he is uh, in the uh, regist- registered as a La Liga player, uh, as a, an Atletico Madrid player uh, at the in the La Liga website. Uh, so, yeah, it's weird that Atleti haven't announced any of those things, but uh, Felipe's uh, re- contract renewal d- doesn't look like uh, it was done, uh, you know, this summer. It wasn't uh, a decision they made this summer. Uh, obviously, they wanted to sign another centre-back. They just failed to uh, get Hermoso out of the club, uh, and thus they haven't signed anybody yet. But... Uh, uh, again, uh, like you said, uh, if they get anyone in the, in the uh, few days remaining, uh, I hope it is a, a centre-back with uh, Josema and Savic uh, and, of course, Felipe. Uh, all of them have, uh, have been prone to injury recently. Uh, so having a, another re- reliable, no matter how cheap, uh, just having another reliable centre-back would be massive for, for Atletico. Uh, and uh, would uh, you know uh, would be very useful uh, if they uh, want want to stay consistent and keep up with uh, you know uh, the big teams uh, in the title race. Uh, so yeah, this is all for today's episode. Would you like to add anything, Manuel? 
Well, it's been a great episode. It's just me imagining Gil Marine's face telling United when they are inquiring for Cunha that look at his clothes. <laughs> well, it's nice discussing you at that. Yeah, great to be, great to be back and looking forward to many more episodes this season. Uh, yeah, and of course, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, stay tuned for uh, a lot of more uh, episodes this season. Hopefully, we cover uh, everything sufficiently. And of course, remember, no and see you in the next episode.